listeners. This is another episode of our podcast. So, the usual morning announcements. Not morning. I mean... Announcement. Just the usual announcements. Come on, Sam. Um, I, I'm Sam. Uh, if you haven't been listening to our podcast, I'm Sam. Uh, please start from episode one if you want to listen to this podcast. But I'm Sam, and... I usually, and as of now, I start doing these announcements. As uh, I actually usually do it. A few episodes ago, I started doing the announcements. Anyways. We both do it. Okay, so after book one, oh, uh, no, no, no. First, I'm going to start with, after, we're, soon we're going to start a podcast called The Imagination Express. Not sure when it happens. We'll let you know when it happens, though. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, maybe a month from now. Mm-hmm. Anyways, folks, we are going, uh, after book one, we are going to read The Pushcart War. Mm-hmm. Uh, after book two, The Trumpet of the Swan. And after book three, Bambi. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, folks, um, that's all we got for announcements, so, uh. Take it away, Sam. Oh, no, before that, um, we highly recommend Anchor for if you want to make a podcast. Right, Sam? Mm-hmm. So take it away, Sam. Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Not a continuation. Not a continuation. Thanks. The Lord. chapter 7 is called The Sorting Hat. The door swung open at once. A tall, black-haired witch in emerald green robes stood there. Uh, spoiler. She had a very stern. Wait, wait, wait. Well, this is this is seriously like the. We're just gonna say it in a few minutes. She had a very stern face, and Harry's first thought was that this was not someone to cross. The first year's Professor McGonagall said Hagrid. Uh, I don't know what to do for her. Uh. Thank you, Hagrid. I will take them from here. She pulled the door wide. The entrance hall was the entrance hall was so big you could have fit the whole of the Dursley's house in it. The stone walls were lit with flaming torches like the ones at Gringotts. The ceiling was too high to make out, and a, mag- and a magnificent marble staircase facing them led to the upper floors. They followed Professor McGonagall along the flagstone floor. Harry could hear the groan of, a, of hundreds of voices from a doorway to the right. The rest of the school must already be here. But Professor McGonagall showed the first years into a small empty chamber off to the hall. They crowded in, standing rather close together than they would usually have done, peering at each other, peering about nervously. Welcome to Hogwarts, said Professor, McGon- Professor McGonagall. The start of term banquet will begin shortly, but before you take your seats in the Great Hall, you will be sorted into your houses. The sorting is a very important ceremony because while you are here, your house will be something like your family within Hogwarts. You will have classes with the rest of your house, sleep in your house dormitory, and spend free time in your house common room. Um, I have, I just have to- Wait, 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 wait. The four houses are called Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Each house has its own noble history, and each has produced outstanding witches and wizards. While you are at Hogwarts, your triumphs will earn you house points. Well, 
any rule breaking will lose house points. At the end of the year, the house with the most points is awarded a house cup, a great honor. I hope each of you will be a credit to whichever house becomes yours. The sorting ceremony will take place in a few minutes in front of the whole school. I suggest you all smarten yourselves up as much as you can while you are waiting. Her eyes lingered for a moment on Neville's cloak, which was fastened under his left ear and on Ron's smudged nose. Harry nervously tried to flatten his hair. I shall return when we are ready for you, said Professor McGonagall. Please wait quietly. She left the chamber. How do they exactly sort us into houses? Some sort of test, I think. Fred said it hurts a lot, but I think he was joking. Harry's heart gave a horrible jolt. A test in front of the whole school, but he didn't know any magic yet. What on earth would he have to do? He hadn't expected something like this the moment they arrived. He looked around anxiously and saw that everyone else looked terrified, too. No one was talking much about Hermione Granger, who was whispering... No one was talking much except Hermione Granger, who was whispering very fast about all the spells she'd learned and wondering which one she'd need. Harry tried not to, tried hard not to listen to her. He had never been more nervous, never, not even when he had to take a school report home to the Dursley, saying he somehow turned his teacher's wig blue. He kept his eyes on the door. Any second now, Professor McGonagall would come back and lead him to his doom. Wait, he turned his teacher's wig blue? I wish she would laugh. Blue. I think she would laugh. I think, I, I don't know, I think, wait, his teacher has a wig? Uh, I think his teacher. What kind of? What kind of? I, and is, I think is, that is it a she? His teacher's. I think the teacher was a lady, and she was wearing a blue wig. Oh my god. No, and she wore a blue wig from the start. But but he just got and she accidentally put it in some baking powder. So maybe he just. So maybe she dropped her. She bent down and she dropped her wig. So then all the powder came off. So maybe he didn't turn her teacher. No, that's just crazy. Anyways, but I literally think that there shouldn't be sorting into houses. Why? Eh, like everyone, there should be in one big school. Like. Okay, then that, you're essentially saying that the whole entire world should just be one big family. Yeah, one big house. No, because um, if Wait, the world should be one big house, like one big giant house, and everyone lives there as a family, cooperating and loving. Oh, but Sam. I'm just kidding. Sam. Phil. Literally, like, I think that would have that would be a lot better because then the story of how Voldemort, why Voldemort is so evil, he wouldn't be that evil. Probably just be dead by now. Anyhow, any second now, Professor McGonagall will come back. Oh wait, wait, what? There's and then several people behind him. There was something that happened that made him, him jolt about a foot in the air. Several people behind him screamed. What the? He gasped. So did the people around him. About twenty ghosts had just streamed through the back wall. Pearly white and slightly transparent, they glided across the room, talking to one another and hardly glancing at the first years. They seemed to be arguing. What looked like a fat little monk was saying, Forgive and forget, I say. We all have given us a chance. My dear Friar, haven't we all given Peeves all the chances he deserves? He gives us all a bad name, and you know it. He's 
not really even a ghost. I say, what are you doing here? A ghost wearing a rough, a rough and tight had suddenly noticed the first years. Nobody answered. New student, said the fresh fire, smiling at him. About to be salted, I suppose. A few people nodded. Mutely. Hope to see you in Hufflepuff, said the fire. My old house, you know. Move along now, said a sharp voice. The sorting ceremony's about to start. Professor McGonagall had returned. One by one, the ghosts floated away through the opposite wall. Now form a line, Professor McGonagall told the first years, and follow me. Feeling oddly as though his legs had turned to lead, Harry got into line behind a boy with sandy hair, with Ron behind him, and they walked out of the chamber back across the hall and through a pair of double doors into the great hall. Harry had never even imagined such a strange and splendid place. It was lit by thousands and thousands of candles that were floating in midair over four long tables which the rest of the students were sitting. These tables were laid with glittering golden plates and goblets. At the top of the hall was another long table where the teachers were sitting. Professor McGonagall led the first years up here so that so that they came to a halt in a line facing the other students with the teachers behind them. The hundreds of faces staring at them looked like pale lanterns in the flickering candlelight. But here and there among the students, the ghost shone misty silver. Mainly to avoid all the staring eyes, Harry looked up at Ward and saw a velvety black ceiling dotted with the stars. He heard Hermione whisper, it's, it's bewitched to look like the sky outside. I read about it in Hogwarts History. It Why does Hermione read about everything? And that the Great Hall simply didn't open to the hev- onto the heavens. Yes, what is it? Why does Hermione study everything? Like, has Because she... Hermione is extremely uh, obsessed with things. So, like, has she studied... Like, has she studied every magical place in England? Uh, yes, like Blight said. <laughs> That's my trick and British You might have heard a little bit in episode one. I, I just got sick of that. It was hard to believe there was a ceiling there at all, and that the great hall simply didn't open onto the heavens. Harry looked quickly, quickly looked down again as Professor McGonagall slightly placed a four-legged stool in front of the first years. On top of the stool, she put a pointed wizard's hat. This hat was perched and frayed and extremely dirty. Aunt Petunia wouldn't have let it in the house. <laughs> Maybe they had to try and get a rabbit out of it, Harry thought wildly. That seemed the sort of thing. Noticing that everyone in the hall was now staring at the hat, he stared too. For a few seconds, there was complete silence. The hat twitched. A rip near the brim had opened wide like a mouth, and the hat began to sing, Oh, you may not think I'm pretty. Oh, wait, I'm not going to do the song, because the song is going to get on everyone. No, I want to listen. No, Bill, you sing it, you sing it. I dare you sing it. Do it the exact same tune I did, though. We'll get three for one. <laughs> oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't judge on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter ass than me. You can keep your bowl of black, your top that's sleek and tall, for I'm the Hogwarts sorting hat. And I can cap them all. Nothing hidden in your head. The sorting hat can't see. So try on me and I will tell you where you ought to be. You might belong to Gryffindor, girl brains at heart. 
Steering door and killer bees that grip the door shut. Make the long Hufflepuff. They are just loyal. The patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or you have a wise old Ravenclaw if you're already mine. We have all the wit and learning No, I want to. Right, it's the Hogwarts song though. Anyways, the whole hall, hall burst into applause as the fat hat fin as the hat no, not the fat hat. <laughs> the hat finished its song. It bowed to each of the four tables and then became quiet again. So we've just gotta try the hat on the hat, Ron whispered to Harry. I'll kill Fred if he was going on about wrestling a troll. Harry smiled weakly. Yes, trying on the hat was a lot better than having to do a spell. But he did wish they could have tried it on without everyone watching. The hat seemed to be asking a rather, rather a lot. Harry didn't feel brave or quick later or any of those at the moment. If only the hat had mentioned a house for people who felt a bit queasy, that would have been for him. Uh, actually, that's Slytherin. No. Because it, no, no. I mean, it kind of is like Slytherin. <laughs> no, you know, you won't get it because Slytherin people are usually like unsure and like it's usually for the people who want to become rich and powerful but are just queasy right <laughs> at the Anyways, moment Professor McGonagall now stepped forward holding a long roll of parchment what is your name when I call your name you will put it on the hat and sit on the stool to be sorted Abbott Hannah a pink faced girl with blonde pigtails stumbled out of line and put on the hat which fell right down over her eyes and sat down. A moment and sat down. A moment's pause. Hufflepuff! shouted the hat. The table on the right cheered and clapped as Hannah went to sit down at the Hufflepuff table. Harry saw the ghost of the frat friar waving merrily at her. Wait, I'm just gonna go ahead and see how long the chapter is. It's not too long. It's one one nineteen to one thirty. We got about ten more pages. I think uh we might I think we might, uh, Sam, I think we might take, I mean, sorry, not Sam, Sam, uh, Phil, I think we might take a pause and then, uh, continue reading, like, you know what I mean, like, take a pause right now, and then, uh, end the episode, just stop recording for, uh, Yeah, we've uh, been recording for about 13 minutes, so, okay, th this half is over. Not a continuation. Not a continuation. Thankfully. The chapter 7 is called The Sorting Hat. The door swung open at once. A tall, black-haired witch in emerald green robe stood there. Uh, spoiler. She had a very stern... Wait, wait, wait. Well, this, is, this is seriously like the... We're just going to say this in a few minutes. She had a very stern face, and Harry's first thought was that this was not someone to cross. 
The first year's Professor McGonagall, said Hagrid. Uh, I don't know what to do for her. Uh, Thank you, Hagrid. I will take them from here. She pulled the door wide. The entrance hall, look, the entrance hall was so big you couldn't fit the whole of the Dursley's house in it. The stone walls were lit with flaming torches like the ones at Gringotts. The ceiling was too high to make out, and a, mag and a magnificent marble staircase facing them led to the upper floors. They followed Professor McGonagall along the flagstone floor. Harry could hear the groan of, a, of hundreds of voices from a doorway to the right. The rest of the school must already be here. But Professor McGonagall showed the first years into a small empty chamber off to the hall. They crowded in, standing rather close together than they would usually have done, peering at each other, peering about nervously. Welcome to Hogwarts, said Professor, McG Professor McGonagall. The start of term banquet will begin shortly, but before you take your seats in the Great Hall, you will be sorted into your houses. The sorting is a very important ceremony because while you are here, your house will be something like your family within Hogwarts. You will have classes with the rest of your house, sleep in your house dormitory, and spend free time in your house common room. Um, I have, I just wait, have to- Wait, 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 wait. The four houses are called Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Each house has its own noble history, and each has produced outstanding witches and wizards. While you are at Hogwarts, your triumphs will earn you house points. Well, any rule-breaking will lose house points. At the end of the year, the house with the most points is awarded a house cup, a great honor. I hope each of you will be a credit to whichever house becomes yours. The sorting ceremony will take place in a few minutes in front of the whole school. I suggest you all smarten yourselves up as much as you can while you are waiting. Her eyes lingered for a moment on Neville's cloak, which was fastened under his left ear and on Ron's smudged nose. Harry ne nervously tried to flatten his hair. I shall return when we are ready for you, said Professor McGonagall. Please wait quietly. She left the chamber. What? How do they exactly sort us into houses? Some sort of test, I think. Fred said it hurts a lot, but I think he was joking. Harry's heart gave a horrible jolt. A test in front of the whole school, but he didn't know any magic yet. What on earth would he have to do? He hadn't expected something like this the moment they arrived. He looked around anxiously and saw that everyone else looked terrified, too. No one was talking much about Hermione Granger, who was whispering. No one was talking much except Hermione Granger, who was whispering very fast about all the spells she'd learned and wondering which one she'd need. Harry tried not to, tried hard not to listen to her. He had never been more nervous, never, not even when he had to take a school report home to the Dursley, saying he somehow turned his teacher's wig blue. He kept his eyes on the door. Any second now, Professor McGonagall would come back and lead him to his doom. Wait, he turned his teacher's wig blue? I was too loud. Blue. I think she would. I think I. I don't know. I think. Wait, his teacher has a wig. Uh, I think his teacher. What kind of? What kind of? I, I, is, I think is, that is it a she? His teacher's. I think the teacher was a lady, and she was wearing a blue wig. Oh my god. No, and she wore a blue wig from the start, but but he just got and she accidentally put it in some baking powder. So maybe he just. 
so May, she dropped her, she bent down, and she dropped her wig, so then all the powder came off, so maybe he didn't turn her DJ. No, that's just crazy. Anyways. But I literally think that there shouldn't be sorting into houses. Why? Eh, like, everyone just should be in one big school, like. Okay, then that, you're essentially saying that the whole entire world should just be one big family. Yeah, one big house. No, because um, if Wait, the world should be one big house, like one big giant house, and everyone lives there as a family cooperating and loving. Oh, but Sam. I'm just kidding. Sam. Phil. Literally, like, I think that would have that would be a lot better because then. The story of how Voldemort, why Voldemort is so evil, he wouldn't be that evil. He'd probably just be dead by now. Anyhow. Any second now, Professor McGonagall will come back. Oh, wait, wait, what? There's, and then several people behind him. There was something that happened that made him, him jolt about a foot in the air. Several people behind him screamed. What the? He gasped, so did the people around him. About 20 ghosts had just streamed through the back wall. Pearly white and slightly transparent, they glided across the room, talking to one another and hardly glancing at the first years. They seemed to be arguing. What looked like a fat little monk was saying, Forgive and forget, I say. We all have given us such a chance. My dear friar, haven't we all given Peeves all the chances he deserves? He gives us all a bad name, and you know it. He's not really even a ghost. I say, what are you doing here? A ghost wearing rough, rough and tights had suddenly noticed the first years. Nobody answered. New student, said the fresh fire, smiling at him. About to be salted, I suppose. A few people nodded neatly. Hope to see you in Hufflepuff, said the fire. My old house, you know. Move along now, said a sharp voice. The sorting ceremony's about to start. Professor McGonagall had returned. One by one, the ghosts floated away through the opposite wall. Now form a line, Professor McGonagall told the first years, and follow me. Feeling oddly as though his legs had turned to lead, Harry got into line behind a boy with sandy hair, with Ron behind him, and they walked out of the chamber, back across the hall, and through a pair of double doors into the great hall. Harry had never even imagined such a strange and splendid place. It was lit by thousands and thousands of candles that were floating in midair over four long tables which the rest of the students were sitting. These tables were laid with glittering golden plates and goblets. At the top of the hall was another long table where the teachers were sitting. Professor McGonagall led the first years up here so that, so that they came to a halt in a line facing the other students with the teachers behind them. The hundreds of faces staring at them looked like pale lanterns in the flickering candlelight, but here and there among the students the ghost shone misty silver. Mainly to avoid all the staring eyes, Harry looked up at Ward and saw a velvety black ceiling dotted with stars. He heard Hermione whisper, it's, it's bewitched to look like the sky outside. I read about it in Hogwarts History. It Why does Hermione read about everything? And, and that the Great Hall simply didn't open to the heavens. Onto the heavens. Yes, what is it? Why does Hermione study everything? Like, has Because she... Hermione is extremely, uh, obsessed with things. No, like, has she studied... Like, has she studied every magical place in England? Uh, yes, like Flight said. <laughs> That's why I turned British eggs.
I, I just got sick of that. It was hard to believe there was a ceiling there at all, and that the great hall simply didn't open onto the heavens. Here he looked quickly, quickly looked down again as Professor McGonagall slightly placed a four-legged stool in front of the first years. On top of the stool, she put a pointed wizard's hat. This hat was perched and frayed and extremely dirty. Aunt Petunia wouldn't have let it in the house. <laughs> Maybe they had to try and get a rabbit out of it, Harry thought wildly. That seemed the sort of thing. Noticing that everyone in the hall was now staring at the hat, he stared too. For a few seconds, there was complete silence. The hat twitched. A rip near the brim had opened wide like a mouth, and the hat began to sing, Oh, you may not think I'm pretty. Oh, wait, I'm not going to do the song because the song is going to get on every No, I want to listen. No, Bill, you sing it. You sing it. I dare you sing it. Do it the exact same tune I did, though. Bill gets three for once. <laughs> oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't judge on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter rat than me. You can keep your folded rat black, your top that's sleek and tall, for I'm the Hogwarts sorting hat. And I can count them all. Nothing hidden in your head. The sorting hat can't see. So try on me and I will tell you where you ought to be. You might belong to Gryffindor. Grow brave at heart. Daring nerve and kill a bee. Set Gryffindor apart. You might belong to Hufflepuff. They are just loyal. Imitation Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toys. Hogwarts song though. Anyways, the whole hall ho- burst into applause as the fat hat fin- as the hat no not the fat hat <laughs> the hat finished its song. It bowed to each of the four tables and then became quiet again. So we've just gotta try the hat on the hat, Ron whispered to Harry. I'll kill Fred if he was going on about wrestling a troll. Harry smiled weakly. Yes, trying on the hat was a lot better than having to do a spell. But he did wish they could have tried it on without everyone watching. The hat seemed to be asking a rather, rather a lot. Harry didn't feel brave or quick later or any of those at the moment. If only the hat had mentioned a house for people who felt a bit queasy, that would have been for him. Uh, actually, that's Slytherin. No, because it, no, no, I mean, it kind of is, like, Slytherin. Uh, no, you know, you won't get it it's because Slytherin, people are usually like, Unsure, and like it's usually for the people who want to become rich and powerful but are just queasy, right? At the Anyways, moment, Professor McGonagall now stepped forward holding a long roll of parchment. 
What is your name? When I call your name, you will put it on the hat and sit on the stool to be sorted. Abbott Hannah! A pink-faced girl with blonde pigtails stumbled out of line and put on the hat, which fell right down over her eyes and sat down. A moment and sat down. A moment's pause. Hufflepuff! shouted the hat. The table on the right cheered and clapped as Hannah went to sit down at the Hufflepuff table. Harry saw the ghost of the frat friar waving merrily at her. Wait, I'm just gonna go ahead and see how long the chapter is. It's not too long. It's one one nineteen to one thirty. We got about ten more pages. I think uh, we might. I think we might. Uh, Sam, I think we might take. I mean, sorry, not Sam. Sam, I'm Uh, Phil, I think we might take a pause and then uh, continue reading. Like, you know what I mean? Like, take a pause right now and then uh, end the episode. Just stop recording for. Like, yeah, we've uh, been recording for about thirteen minutes. So. Okay, th- this happens over. One second, second.